Welcome to A Couch Divided. My name is Nick. Alongside with me, as always, the Dr. Robin Hall, the beautiful and the wonderful Dr. Robin Hall. I feel like I should curtsy or something. Yeah. Well, this isn't a video I know. podcast yet. So but just imagine. I can curtsy. Yeah. Did you know that about me? No. <laughs> I can curtsy. Yeah, so. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. All right. Well, hello, Nick. You didn't say hello, everybody. I feel like I got, I'm used to you saying, well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a Couch Divided Podcast. I said, welcome, everybody. Did you say welcome, everybody? I think I said okay. welcome, everybody. Well, I'm going to give everyone a hello, a hearty okay. hello. hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing, Nick? Good. We've been giggly the yeah. last few recordings. I think it's been cooler outside. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Yeah. Well, and I went camping last week, which was like super, oh, man. Yeah. Toby. Yeah. That little boy. Yeah. He's a woodland boy. Yeah. He loves it. I loved it. And I was able, like, so <clears throat> the Lord and his provision, mm-hmm. our cell, cell phone service did not work. My brother-in-law, who was also there, his cell phone worked. I think he has Verizon. Mm-hmm. Verizon, I'm pretty sure, like, works, works at the everywhere. ends of the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have Verizon. So I had zero cell service mm-hmm. in, the like, my phone didn't even try. It was just, like, no service. Verizon took Matthew 28 seriously. I'll be with you. <laughs> Lo behold. Um, so it was actually seriously awesome to be disconnected from everything. You know, they, they say to do that, man, uh, like take a two week break from like social media or texting or something like that. Yeah. I haven't had that kind of discipline. Um, but I, I was off social media for a while. Yeah, that's where you can't really do that stuff when you are doing a podcast. It's like my bread and butter for everything else I'm involved in too mm-hmm. as well. You know, well, like, like all like that. of my business is conducted over the mm-hmm. phone. So, mm-hmm. but I did not conduct business whilst we were camping. Nope. Mm-hmm. You were primitive. It, yes. It was great. Toby was muddy most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. Yeah. We had so, so much fun. You got to be a little boy in the mud. Oh man. It's the best ever when you watch your little boy yeah. be a little boy. Yeah. I'm envious. <laughs> It was funny. I was. You can come with us next year and get muddy if you want. N- nostalgia does that to me um, a lot, and I was listening. Makes you envious? No, it it it. it well, I was getting ready to say this. Uh, <laughs> thinking about uh, why I'm envious of a little boy is because I remember what it, w- it was oh, like to be a little boy. Sure. So that nostalgia starts coming, and so and then you start seeing your life flash before your eyes, and songs do that to me. I just heard a song the other day that I haven't heard since junior senior year. High school. What song? Uh, it's a actually a kind of a girly song. Uh, something that I wasn't into, but I can appreciate now because <laughs> of nostalgia. I'm curious. Yeah. What is a girly? Song? It's a it's a band called Hello Goodbye, and the song is called Here in Your Arms. Total total sensitive girly song. I do not know that song. And well, it was popular among the emo crowd. Is it Bon Jovi? No, it's almost like a, a, a kind of a techno emo song. And I almost started getting misty eyed. So uh, when, I when you it. edit this episode, why don't mm-hmm. you go ahead and cut a little clip of it into there? Oh, yeah, I will. And that yeah. way everybody can hear it. Yeah, we're on Spotify. We can do that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I started getting misty eyed because I'm like, oh, that's a senior year. I remember the girl I did it used to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. And I use that as an excuse to to listen to it. <laughs> but and then I go, 
do I like this song now? I mean, what was I? I'm so sensitive nowadays. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture on Instagram of my my emo days. Oh man! I'm just gonna put like, um, so Nick, why did you? Why do you? Th- uh, what do you think started your depression? <laughs> And then I'm just going to put a picture of my emo self here. And I'm like, gee, I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> I actually, just like a shot of black eyeliner. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to AFI or something like that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I was definitely not emo. Yeah, no. Uh, they called me emo, but I loved metal hardcore. It was right before the emo stage. And then the scene kicked in because of MySpace. And so mm. we all kind of <laughs> looked the same. So, yeah, yeah they ruined it. <laughs> Like, dude, we were the we we were the start, and then MySpace ruined it. But you know, oh, whatever. oh my gosh, you are sending me back many mm. many years. Oh, yeah. So, um, before we launch into our episode today, which I am really excited about doing, it's been a long time coming, been in the works for a really mm-hmm. long. time. In fact, we actually tried recording it. Mm-hmm. We did record. We did record. Um, like an hour, not maybe not quite an hour long episode. And then both of us were We're just not satisfied. It was not, it it wasn't good, but I'm feeling really good about today. Yes, we're prepared. Um, housekeeping, Nick's favorite, favorite part of our, the the like, subscribe, share, Yes, give it to your friends. Tell everyone about us. Yes, tell everybody. Actually, you know, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day that goes, I've heard your uh, podcast because a friend shared it with me and it really was timely. Oh, yeah. And I bring up an example. I was at Starbucks talking. This is I was saying this on the live and somebody introduced me to somebody else and say, hey, he's a Christian, too. This guy hosts a podcast. It's great. And I started talking about what we're doing and the subject of OCD came up. So I started explaining all of that and, um, and, and explained that we did an episode. This person actually just got diagnosed with OCD. And I didn't know that as I was talking to him. And he looks at me and he goes, Obviously, God wants me to listen How to cool this because I've I've been in a core. I've not known what to do. Um, and it looks like I need to listen to this. And that he did. Loved it. And we did a two parter on that. So sharing with your friends could be very timely. I'm not saying that right, right. every situation is going to be like that, but sharing a godly thing. And should I boast? Is it a godly? Yeah, we have a godly podcast. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, is is great. Share it with your friends. Uh, it may be something that j- they just need. At the very least, you could geek out with each other on the same <laughs> podcast. <laughs> or but, make fun of us. Yeah, That's but, fine, too. But like, uh, subscribe, share with your friends. Rate Email, us. Yeah, rate, yeah us. rate us on iTunes and uh, Spotify and all that stuff. Yes. Um, it helps us out. Email us at a Couch Divided podcast with your questions or comments. We love hearing from you. We don't always get back to you at the same time uh, or, uh, you know, in a timely manner, I suppose. But uh, we do see it. Um, and uh, a lot of inspiration yes, w- from comes our, from our, that. Comes from that too as well so we thank you keep doing that keep commenting follow us on social media instagram facebook couch divided pod yep same name for both and also um we do have a patreon show that i just been hammering you guys on (laughs) the last few days right we are now a patreon uh, we are a Patreon account. Is yeah. that all right? I don't know if that's I don't know. say it. We're doing the Patreon thing. Yes, we're doing the Patreon thing. We'll see how it goes. We love this and we wanna go- we wanna bring you guys way more content. Let's stir up some godly trouble. They yes. may kick us off. They might. Who knows? <laughs> well, I feel like there are definitely godly troublemakers that are on there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um so find us at Patreon slash a couch divided. Mm-hmm. 
Is it a Couch Divided podcast? No, nope, Couch Divided. You can uh, just go to patreon.com slash a Couch Divided. Right. That'll go directly to our page, or you can search for us at Couch Divided. Um, and you'll find us. And you'll find our second show, which is derivative from this show. The subreddit is what I like yes, to the describe sub, it. Yes, the subreddit. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a second show called On the Couch. Right, right? and that is for Patreon-only yeah. subscribers, and we yeah. are having such a blast. Oh, yeah. That. If you uh, were on Instagram watching us record, we did a, a live. We did a live one. Uh, somebody commented, like, oh yeah you guys are my kind of people because I think we were just giggling uh the entire time while trying to do that show it everything was, it was yeah. fun it's definitely yeah. a completely different feel yeah. than our this our main podcast we definitely def- we don't take ourselves very seriously um and some good music too so. <laughs> we awesome. are actually going to have like a new theme song for that show mm-hmm. that's in the works currently yeah um but like it's really a little bit of everything we interview each other. We talk about our own experiences as therapists, as counselors, um, which is a great lead in actually to Mm -hmm. a plug. So we, and we did plug this on our live um, Mm -hmm. this weekend. We would love to hear from you guys, your experiences Mm -hmm. uh, in therapy as therapists or counselors. If you happen to be a Christian counselor or therapist, Mm -hmm. um, your experience uh, with, coming to Christ Mm -hmm. and how that has impacted mental health for you, like areas where you've struggled, areas where God has miraculously healed Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. or maybe it wasn't super miraculous. Like overnight, it was, it's been a long trudge through the mud. Yeah. Um, Where has Christ met you Mm -hmm. in your mental health struggle? Yeah, we want to know that. We want to know all of that. And we would love to know that information so that we can start sharing it. Mm -hmm from on the couch. Yeah. So um, we're going to keep all of that anonymous. Like mm-hmm. nobody's information will be divulged, period. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you, in emailing us your story, say you could find a username, we probably won't. So yeah. just know that. Um, yeah. But we we thought like what, because Nick and I are bound com- by confidential confidentiality in a way that we can't, we have to be very careful about the specifics we give of, with our own experience as counselors. Mm-hmm. We thought who better to ask than you guys to share your, your experiences. And mm-hmm. hopefully those experiences as we share them as part of on the couch will exhort and encourage, right? This is, this is a, a consent by megabytes, <laughs> but yeah. send in your stories. We Please love it. Do yeah. like your experiences in therapy, bad, good and we'll share it we'll break it down and we'll praise god with you yes. for bringing you out of the muck and mire yeah please 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 yeah. send us your stuff so and you know you'll have a chance um for your story to get shared on on the couch and another thing i like about on the couch is so sometimes we kind of i i'm gonna use this phrase because i've heard you use it therapize each other yeah yeah right we do. right we and, exercise uh, those muscles a little oh bit. yeah and man we were recording that last episode and i was telling you my stories you're like Nick, I didn't know that about it. Oh, my oh yeah. Goodness. yeah. I can't imagine you even like that anymore. And I'm like, oh, it was. Yeah, it's pretty but cool. I've I'll heard your stories. God. I've heard your stories too, Robin. I'm like, oh my goodness, Robin. <laughs> You're like, no. Criminal. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, we all you were. You aren't kidding. So if you were curious about what we're talking about, go to patreon.com. Yes. Subscribe. We only have one tier right now, but for the future, we do actually plan on instituting possibly a book club. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, you know, all this stuff is in the works. We want to bring you guys video podcast, mm-hmm. like video of our podcast also. So big stuff in the works for couch divided. God is truly blessing our efforts and for our Patreon subscribers thus far. 
thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Like we get a little email notification every time we get somebody else subscribing yeah. and it is like the coolest. The ding sound. Christmas in little, August. Little shot, uh, shot of dopamine. Yeah, as a it really is. We but love the- you. We seriously appreciate you. Thank you. Well, we appreciate all of you, but it's, it is super cool to have you guys partner with yes. us. Uh, we love you guys. Um, okay. See you next time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we still have an episode to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, Today's episode is actually by popular request. And like I said earlier, we've been, it's been in the works for several months and our plan originally was to release it around Father's Day. Yeah, something like that. Um, But the timing, like we ended up scrapping that episode Mm because it just wasn't what we wanted it to be. And we, you know, we're not above scrapping episodes if Mm. we believe God's called us to a higher standard than we're meeting. Plus it's kind of cool to know Mm. that a couch divided has a lost episode out there, you know, uh, more than one though. (laughs) Maybe not too, not too many, but less than a handful, but they're in the vault. Yeah. We might dig them up in the internets, the vaulted internets. Yeah. 20 years from now. Hey, did you hear Nick and Ramadan? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what's on the agenda for tonight, Nick? So we are tight. Like you said, by, popular demand yes we've gotten this as requested and, from several and convictions for our own too as well because we deal with this uh, as well and we're talking about uh, specifically about parents how to honor your mother and father um, um, the differences that uh, families can have and how to be um, how to be righteous within that if that's so a, yeah so yeah. Um, one of you guys one of our wonderful listeners sent us an email and I think very poignantly articulated the question that we Mm -hmm. are seeking to answer, which is Mm -hmm. how do you honor dishonorable Mm -hmm. parents? Right. So that was the overarching question. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to jump into that. So I thought it would be a good idea to start with what does God actually say about honoring? Why is this even a question? Right. Right. Um, So he says to lynch him. No, I'm just kidding. He (laughs) He does not. So, um, I'm going to let Nick do a lot of the exegesis here, but biblically, scripturally, what we're talking about, we find first, well, probably not first, but as a commandment in Exodus 20. Mm-hmm. So Exodus 20, 12, um, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord, your God is giving you. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the 10 commandments. It's a big deal. God mm-hmm. does not quibble here he is extremely clear Mm -hmm. in this direction to us um so that's why this is important right Mm -hmm. because sin Mm -hmm. because we live in a fallen world we live in a world where our parents are impacted by sin Mm -hmm. where we as parents are impacted by sin Mm -hmm. so this is something that we've got to navigate and deal Mm with um and not just with our birth parents Mm -hmm. sometimes with our adopted parents definitely with our Mm in-laws we're going to talk about that too um but it's really important because god tells us Mm -hmm. that we are to honor our mother and father. So how do we do that? Right. When they are less than honorable, you know, um, but and before we dive real deep into this, because it is a deep conversation, even Paul echoes this in Ephesians while addressing children yesterday, uh, Jeff Durbin talked about every, every episode that we end with, we end with take Take heart. heart. He's overcome the world, which is from John 16. Yeah. And Jeff preached on that. So this was was just speaking to me the whole time. You know what I mean? Realizing that, uh, Hey, I say this all the time Mm -hmm. and I believe it. And, uh, and clearly uh, it's a promise that we like, it's very important to us. And he mentions, you know, maybe your mom and dad weren't good mom and dad. 
you know, how do you have peace within that? Right. You know, and I wanted to bring that uh, on there and exhort so anybody the ta- to go yeah. listen. By the but, time yeah. this episode is released, you guys, well, you guys should be able to. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's it's is it already on, available. On Facebook, at least. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you can go to apologiastudios.com. Um, to their YouTube channel mm-hmm. and you can listen to the sermon. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think about that too. I don't want to undermine anybody's pain and, um, and there is always peace in Christ. Um, and that promise of that he has overcome the world is preeminent and foundational. For right. Me. Well, and I think too, yeah. just to like echo and add to that a little bit, the, one of the great hopes in the contrast between Mm. our earthly parents and God, the father Mm. is his perfection and sovereignty, his complete and total and unchanging, perfect love Mm. of you and how the sinful experience here in a fallen world, um, is juxtaposed to that, like Mm. the great chasm that can exist between Mm. his perfect love and, sin i mean outright abuse in some situations right um so it's definitely important that Mm. we make sure and say we are not diminishing anyone's experience of heartbreak devastation pain um it's really difficult when your earthly parents far fall so short hmm. from the example that's set yeah, by, it our, happens. by our heavenly yeah. father. And we also, I mean, one of the things that us people and especially like believing Christians do is we project our own experience with our sinful earthly parents sure. onto the father, um, which is something we should not do. But yeah, we all so do when it. we hear father, we think of our earthly father and he's just as a tyrant right. or so, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might expect that God, the father mm. to act right mm. or to betray or to surprise us in mm. the ways that our earthly parents have. The, the importance of understanding that reality um is is pretty deep. I've seen people go two ways with that, um, where they speak less of scripture because they don't want to traumatize uh, or bring up that feeling or that understanding of God the Father. Um, but I want to press in on the word further because I do believe the truth is the remedy. And I do want to show that that way of thinking, though I understand is entirely uh, remedied by the word of God and by the father whom you have um, a presupposition about that is false. Where, right? wait, where is the word further? What do you mean? So we look at the attributes of God. We don't look at our earthly fathers. And then the word of God describes a loving, merciful, just, kind God who also has a law and order and structure. We don't want to forego the law because that might trigger, you know, the the law that your earthly father gave you, which is wrong. We want to actually show you that, hey, no, actually thinking about God, the father as a fatherly figure with these attributes are correct. Mm. and uh, a a way to walk in press in anytime uh, that you might have that itch or like oh that twitch he's an earthly father kind of thing um um what does the word of god say it's always going to transcend what you think uh, and feel i had many presuppositions about god coming into the kingdom and to where i was walking around on eggshells 
right? You know, um, and thinking I was going to get disciplined on every corner and condemned at every oh, corner. Because that was part of your experience with your earthly dad. How I interpreted it. Sure. And so coming out of drug addiction, sometimes because of well, our... I mean, there were, there was probably plenty that your earthly dad needed to condemn you. Sure, sure. Over. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. I actually used it as justification for my own sin, right? Or anger, so, right? right. Anger the reason why I'm a drug addict is because you failed, you know, as a, as a dad, you didn't do it right. Right. Yeah. And because you said you were a Christian, God, you know, must not be any better mm. kind of thing. So that what you're talking about is extremely real. And I think mm -hmm. even even those of us that have really godly parents, like a good, 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 great, wonderful parents, godly mm -hmm. examples of parents, we can still do this. Mm -hmm. We get like as children, we can still do this thing where we project the sin, pro, sinful proclivity and character of a parent mm -hmm. onto the Lord. Right. Um, and we want to, you know, I think all of us do it. And I think gaining awareness that we're doing it and mm -hmm. challenging it is the process. I was able to come to the notion that God the Father was is so much better than my earthly father, but simultaneously him showing me God the Father, showing me the blessing right. that I have an earthly father, right. you know. And so I was able to wrap that up and not have animosity to reconcile some things. Be able to gr have grace and forgiveness on their follies, but then also and dare I say, I had to come to a mature position to go no, I, I have failed as a son right, as well. Right. This is not one-sided. There's yeah. not just one center here, yeah. right? That's very all hard. The, all pain. of the players, yeah. with the exception of the Lord, are yeah. sinners. Um, I, I think, too, like, just we'll just say this again. Like, we'll probably keep iterating and reiterating it. This is a really hard, hard question for mm. a lot of people. There is a lot of sin. <laughs> there are a lot of historical experiences that we might have with parent or step-parent that cult, like they color who we are mm -hmm. as people and how we look at the world, how we look at others, ourselves, whether or not we trust people. Um, it's a really big deal. This is a difficult charged question. Mm -hmm. How do you honor dishonorable parents? And the, here, the thing is, is we actually have to answer it yeah. because God tells us in Exodus, he's speaking specifically to the Israelites yes. here mm -hmm. that we must honor our mother and our father. So, we're going to start there. What does that mean? What does it mean to honor your mother and your father from an exegetical point of view? What does it mean? So let's take a look at Ephesians 6 because Paul uses this to exhort children. He's giving a command to a child here. And Ephesians 6, uh, 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So I'm going to stop right there. Yeah. We'll go further. I have the goose pimples. Yeah, yeah. If we look back into Exodus 20, he says, so you, or your life may be prolonged in the land that the Lord, your God, is, is giving, giving you. you. And Paul is quoting from the Greek Septuagint, using that same commandment as application for children. So one, this is the apostolic interpretation of it or application of this. And one might think that these are two separate things. They're not. They're cohesive with each other. And God is addressing through Moses to the Israelites in Exodus 20. Right. So this this is the fifth commandment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in this is the fifth of the 10 mm -hmm. commandments. The first, the first 10 commandments being the first commandments, the first 10 commandments of God's law that God gives to Moses. Mm -hmm. um, so Paul is distinguishing mm -hmm. this commandment as the first commandment mm -hmm. 
with a promise, mm-hmm. which is super, I just love that. So it, it's got a promise of wisdom mm-hmm. and preservation, that wisdom and listening to people who are guiding and teaching you extends your life. Right. So like it's a, it's a, it's a causal statement. Yes. If this, if this happens, if you are obedient right. in this, if you mm-hmm. are obedient in honoring your mother and father, mm-hmm. then this mm-hmm. is the consequence of mm-hmm. that. This is the this is the promise, right? Mm-hmm. That will, that you will inherit. This is why through your obedience. This here. is why parents are exhorted to walk in the way, uh, uh, or walk by the way, uh, uh, with your children and teach them the word of God, mm-hmm. the prolong. So this, um, this wisdom, um, that preserves your life. That's a promise to you to preserve your life is the wisdom of God. Right. Parents are exhorted to teach that. Now we fail on that part. And what but, is wisdom, Nick? And well, well, wisdom is the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise. And the Lord. then it trickles down from there. Right. right. Cause there's all kinds of, it, it's preservation We're of life. We're pulling a lot from Proverbs right yeah, now. So exactly. you guys, that's all of our wisdom li- right. literature is right. It. But then there is also exhortations from earthly fathers to search for wisdom like it was buried treasure right. that it's not always easy to find but it will it will be worth it you're going to go through some trials learning this too as well think about when you're a child discipline mm-hmm. is a trial you're getting out everything all that angst all the anxiousness and, and it's trying a, and to it, understand right and i think that's such a good example because it is also it, it is such a necessary blessing mm-hmm. what evil it is to mm-hmm. commit against your child to not discipline yeah. them. It says discipline your child, not see what you get. Right. You know, but train a child up in righteousness and he doesn't deviate right. from the path. Right. I, I can, I can testify that because it seemed like, cause my parents taught me the word of God when I was growing up, you know, um, we, we had some troubles up until I was nine years old. My dad flips his life around, flips the, uh, the, uh, the family around, starts taking us to church mm-hmm. right now. I only stayed in that church from that 10 to 17. So that was seven years. That's still really but, formative. But like that, that was primitive. Uh, that was, you know, formal years mm-hmm. of my, of my life and, uh, shaping and molding and identity was coming into play and all of that. And I never forgot those things. Mm-hmm. And so setting wh- a stage, <laughs> planting seeds, it did seem like I deviated from the truth, but when I well, went, you d- I mean, and you did, and I did in idolatry, but I kept some morals and ethics that you, were, there was like a lighted path yeah. leading to the, to the answer to the cure. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think I would have ever prayed to God when I hit rock bottom to save me hmm. without those, uh, those, those words of wisdom spoken to me when I was younger. That's so interesting. And so that proverb was true. Right. It doesn't always work out like we want, right. like, you right. know, you won't deviate from it. He'll just be set for the rest of his life. Maybe not. Right. I think that's what we hope for. And I think that's what we do see in a lot of cases. Well, but as parents, yeah. we are still obligated to raise our children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like it is actually our job, even though we know it is not up to us mm. whether or not our children are saved, the, yeah. the, whether or not they belong to the Lord. Ultimately, mm. we still as parents must be obedient mm-hmm. to the like the directive of raising their children up. And it, it, it's it, it, as arrows, right? And it touches our hearts so much. And sometimes parents feel like a complete failure sometimes when their kids deviate. Yeah. You know, my poor father thought it was his fault that I became a drug addict. Well, and it, I mean, what's interesting about that is in that, in your experience yeah. of rebellion, like during mm-hmm. that rebellion, you would, you would have happily blamed your dad. Yes. Right. So, yeah, oh yeah. To exonerate me. Right. Yes. Of course. Um, and of course, and Hey, I, my father's 
child. I have sort of the same kind of, I have the same DNA, right? Um, Brain patterns, thinking you stick me in a situation that my dad would have been stuck in. in You have half of the same. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to think the same way. And so there is genetics involved, sure. but he broke that curse. There, there was a generational curse, I guess, if you want to say it on my family. And this is, it's sins of the father handed down, handed down, handed down. And if you look at my father's uh, father, my grandpa, he wasn't around. We didn't know him. I've never seen him. He didn't know his dad. How All of that stuff. He was a heroin addict. Before oh. him was a drug addict, alcoholic. It 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 stayed in our family. Your it's in our family. Was a heroin addict. Yeah, but I've never met him. Um, Whoa. Yeah, it, it, I, but it, that's like before heroin was like something popular. like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, sixties, but yeah. Um, oh, and okay. I guess yeah. I'm like I'm I'm like aging him. Yeah, <laughs> these are the stories that I've always heard. Right now, whether or not I don't know, but well, uh, I mean drugs. But family history of addiction. Yeah, yeah, of course, especially on my father's side. Yeah. Um, blue collar workers, all that stuff too, as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, and my dad, by the grace of God, was thrown in jail and Christ found him in there. How that cool. broke that curse. Now, it took a little bit to work out. Um, and I think that I'm in a better position when I raise kids to not even have them go down right. that well, path because anymore. Because God saved you before, right. like your rebellion mm-hmm. against the Lord ended before mm-hmm. you had kids. God saw the sins of the father handed down and he stopped it. Uh, the residue ran through and now here I am. Well, and what's so cool about yeah. that is like, that's how he was always going to do it. Yeah. And your brother, your older mm-hmm. brother is also same, same strong, way. strong believer. And he went through some stuff before he uh, uh, yeah. came into Christ. Um, I won't, you know, I'll let him tell yeah. that. Right. We <laughs> should have him on. Yeah, we'll point. have him on. Um, but uh, he was in the military. So all kinds of shenanigans that you can get, uh, get into uh, in your personal life uh, uh, through that. Um, he did. And uh, shenanigans. Yes, we can tell us we're Irish. Um, <laughs> well, and I'm like to put it so lightly. Yeah, yeah. shenanigans is kind of like a quippy word to yeah, describe yeah, yeah. the trouble of. And so that was so understanding that wisdom allowed me to actually give the grace to my father that he yeah. needed, because there is a veneer of truth. I did see the drug addiction mm-hmm. when I was growing sure. up. I did see his criminal activity. You saw rebellion. I saw and rebellion. Sin. Yeah, and. I always said that I wouldn't become that, but I did. Mm. Why? Well, I... Lots of reasons. Lots of reasons. You but know. sin. Uh, and God charged me with my own sin yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that wisdom not only allowed me to have personal responsibility for my sin, but grace and mercy for my father. Right. And then reconciliation on him is one of the most beautiful things. I mean, yeah. that is the entire story of did the Did that gospel. solve the weight of his guilt? I hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, that it, that weight was never yours to atone for. So this is what I tell everybody, because a lot of people wanted to go to the secular studies about addiction being generational. Mm. And, oh, my dad imputed this into me, blah, 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 blah. And again, might be a veneer of truth in there. However, my dad also showed that he had self-control. Oh, yeah. That he was orderly. Redemption. Yeah. And those are certain brain functions that if he has... I might have as well. <laughs> why, did, <laughs> why did I pick up the good habits? Yeah, yeah, why am I always going to say his bad habits are who I am, mm-hmm. but his good habits but are I, not? Right, the, his good ha- the good habits I picked up, the, that's just me. Shall we accept only good from the Lord and not Both. evil? <laughs> yeah, and so it, everybody misses that concept. 
my dad overcame drug addiction, mm-hmm. and so did I. I hope he's okay with you sharing all this. Yes. Is yeah. He? Uh, he shared more okay. <laughs> than I can Maybe ever. We, we can have your dad and your brother. <laughs> he hosted a drug rehab class for like 20 years before. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, at, at the church. Uh, but yeah, and I'm not going to the particulars of his uh, activities. Um, <laughs> I think he owes people money. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like. I always, I always say that, uh, I was like, yes, he had some bad habits and I picked them up. Mm-hmm. I learned from them. That was, that's sin, right? He's forgiven. I'm forgiven mm-hmm. for those, but he also had very good habits, stuff that he learned even after addiction, mm-hmm. right? That I didn't want imputed into me because then I was personally responsible for my own sin. Mm-hmm. If I just picked up the bad habits, right. then I can blame yeah, you, but, uh, we excuse any of the hey, good stuff. That hey, your dad about. is orderly too as well. Why aren't you? Well, because he was a former drug, well, former. Well, no, once an addict, always an addict. And I have to put myself in that in that pigeonholed held position, right? Well, any reason to skirt responsibility. Skirt, 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 yeah. Skirt, yeah, skirt. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what that is. I didn't have the concept of honor your mother and father that your life may be prolonged. Right, it was just easier to blame them. Watching my dad uh, kind of start a, uh, a revolution in our yeah. family. With, I mean, he balances checkbooks still, you know, oh, writing yeah. and yeah. orderly. We, we should all do that. And he's a, a good man to get things done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Successful. O- some, sometimes overly. Uh, relax. <laughs> uh, but like gets things done, you know. Um, I'd be blessed if I was the half the man that mm. he was. And uh, I, <clears throat> I, I actually mean that. So I love that. Um Okay, right. So the moral of this story up until this point is all of our parents are going to act dishonorably at some in some moment because they are sinful. Mm-hmm. Even if they're amazing, wonderful, godly parents. I grew up in a household with parents who I love dearly, who loved me dearly, but were not Christians. Mm. Uh, my mom will say that she was, she completed Lutheran catechism at like nine, 10, mm. 11. Um, but I believe I watched her get saved next sitting next to me in the pew after I graduated rehab. Yeah. So, um, uh, and now, and she is, she is absolutely a believer now, but we like, we did not grow up in a household with believing parents. Mm. Um, now that doesn't mean that I wasn't instructed in wisdom mm. by either of my parents. Right. God's right? design will be out there. Regardless. Right. Yeah. Um, and just like you, I picked up really good habits and really bad habits from my experience growing up. Mm. So, and I think God, we didn't intend to, to start sharing this here, but I think God, it's very clear. God is moving the conversation because it, I think it leads into the point that we were, we want to make definitely that Paul makes in Ephesians six, yeah. which, so he goes on after he, you know, after he is looking, he is essentially giving a mm-hmm. command to the children, you know, children, honor your mother, honor your father and your mother, mm-hmm. which is the first commandment with a promise, with a promise. And so, so and, ver- and if you do that, this will happen, right? Yeah. You will live long in the land God yeah. has given you. And it, it, it's amazing. So in verse three, so, so that it may be well with you. So that it may be well with you. And that you may live long in the land. Now in Hebrew, it says that your life may be prolonged. Okay. And uh, uh, in the land that Yahweh has you, given you. Has given you. So obviously when we look at Exodus, this is the Mosaic covenant. Right. He's, spe- he's speaking, he's addressing the Israelites, and, and he's talking specifically about the promised that land. That particular promised land is the land of Canaan. In right. Here. This is now talking about general application in the Christian family. Right. Where what? God has dominion. And the last time I checked, 
it's all in heaven right. and earth, oh, and which heaven, means all this is earth. ours. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, um, so he, Paul con- hashtag post millennialism. <laughs> so Paul continues, right? That's not where the thought stops, mm. right? He expands this idea. I, I don't know if it's in verse four. I'm not looking at my Bible, but fathers should not, you should not provoke your children to anger, mm-hmm. but bring them up in the discipline and instruction. Yeah. What does they have the Lord? I, yeah. I'm not fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, what's amazing here is that there's three verses for the children and then he immediately goes back to the fathers. Right. So, so he needs to tell the children mm-hmm. you need to obey. And then fathers, you have a huge weight. Right. This is, this is a, actually a reciprocal exchange here. That commandment in Exodus. Children, honor your mother and father, Mm -hmm. right? Fathers, honor your Mm -hmm. children. Yeah. Bring them up in an honorable way. Mm -hmm. Direct their steps always Mm -hmm. to Christ, right? Do not provoke them to anger. Do not Mm -hmm. provoke them to rebellion. Do not encourage them Mm. by your bad behavior and sin to be rebellious also, right? And boy, in the 21st century, have we done studies Uh um, on what that may look like. So So. that that is the connection I was making to like what Nick was saying and my everyone's experience, right? Because we all have parents. We all have sinful parents, even if we have godly. And and it has to be reciprocal. Otherwise it wouldn't make sense that he's addressing the entire Israelite community in Exodus 20. Right. There is a weight that lies on the child's shoulders Mm -hmm. as the child to honor their father and mother. And there is a weight on the father and mother's shoulders, Mm -hmm. right? So basically children obey your mom and dad and mom and dad don't make it difficult right. for them. Don't to make do it that. hard to do that. Okay. So, okay. so that is the, that is God's directive mm-hmm. to us. We must honor our mother and father. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does that actually look like when mm-hmm. we have parents who are not holding up their end of the bargain? And I think that that's really the question here. The, mm-hmm. the real question that people are asking when we, when we're trying to figure out how to navigate this in light of what God's telling us is, if my parent fails mm. in their end of this, if they are not, if they do not act honorably, am I still obligated? Yeah. What do you do to my, to the, to, to what God has commanded me mm-hmm. and this answer might hurt and it should be really obvious, but you are absolutely still obligated. Mm-hmm. Your, your parents and anyone else's sin mm-hmm. does not excuse you from your obligation before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's really difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, what does it actually mean then if my parent or my step parent, my parent figure, right? Mm-hmm. Your guardian, your, who's ever over you. <clears throat> if they have acted dishonorably, mm-hmm. very, very dishonorably, mm-hmm. like terribly, if they've mm-hmm. abused me, if they've abandoned me, mm-hmm. if they are dangerous people, mm-hmm. right? Am I excused Mm -hmm. from my obligation to honor them? Mm -hmm. And um, I can't remember like specifically, but I believe the the sweet listener who sent this long email and really succinctly articulated the how do you how do you honor dishonorable parents? I believe they were specifically talking about their uh, relationship with their mother in law. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think it's important that we make a distinction here. Um, and then also not make a distinction. Yeah. I mean, it, it's important to know that um, the Lord will always keep you safe in here and that we follow him first. Right. Well, so, and that doesn't that, yeah. mean that he is going to always protect your flesh. Yeah. 
like your physical I'm, person. I'm talking about the peace in your heart. He's overcome the world. Right. If you belong to the Lord, he is all you need. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, I mean, how do martyrs martyr themselves? Mm-hmm. Because even if I don't have my body, even mm-hmm. if I am a disembodied soul in mm-hmm. my death, right? What, what is death? Mm-hmm. Death occurs when your soul is disembodied. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have, yeah. I have everything I need because I have the Lord. Right. Um, so we always want to be forthcoming, gracious, forgiving with arms open. Yeah. And so, then <clears throat> where is the butt lie though? So, so is God talking about your in-laws? I mm-hmm. think that's a great question here. Like mm-hmm. when God says, you know, honor your mother and father. Mm-hmm. And he's talking, when he's addressing Israel, he's not mm-hmm. just speaking to children. He's, mm-hmm. well, he's speaking to adult children. He's not <laughs> just speaking to little children. Man, man child. <laughs> right. Cause I mean, I'm 37 years old and mm-hmm. I'm still a child. Yep. I'm my parent, my mother's child. Mm-hmm. My dad is deceased, but I'm still his daughter. So I still need my mom and dad. You oh know yeah. What I mean? There uh, is never a day where you don't. I yeah. Don't think. Are they teaching me wisdom anymore? Not as when I was a kid. Sure. But it's there's different. things that I observe that they do. The re- that, Yes. Yeah. The relationship changes. Mm-hmm. So, so does this, does this commandment extend to your in-laws? And I think yeah. you answered that quote, like when we first recorded this, mm-hmm. Nick answered it in a way that I was like, mm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I mm-hmm. agree with that, but I've come around to his way of thinking. So, um, I, I, why don't you answer it? I, cause I think sure. you articulated it really so well. So it's, uh, it's important. So like Paul is addressing the children here, obviously. First. In a, yeah. Uh, obviously in Ephesians, we know it's a, an exhortation to children Yeah, and that children has, uh, a, a ch- each child. Yeah. Immediate family. Yeah. Yeah. Your that. biological parents, your yeah. adopted parent, the, yeah. the, your caregivers, yeah, your caregivers, right. Those, so though you must honor. So, right. so some of you were raised by your grandparents. I, it extends to yeah. that, right. It is that like a yeah. nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, in Exodus, he's addressing um, all of Israel in there mm-hmm. as well. And so this is an exhortation to raise your children up in the admiration of the Lord is, it is talking about immediate family. However, because of love of neighbor, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that you could use this application for that. Honor your mother and father. And because your husband honors their mother and father and you submit to the uh, submit to your husband vicariously through that submission of your husband, you would honor your in-laws. So, so what, it's not necessarily that God is, is being specific to in-laws, mm-hmm. right? To your to your parents by marriage or through marriage Mm -hmm. when he is exhorting Mm -hmm. Israel this way, Mm -hmm. but in his commandment to love neighbor as -hmm. you love self, Mm -hmm. our in-laws kind of get scooted underneath that umbrella. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think even more, well, maybe not more, but another um, profound example of this is in, is in the book of Ruth. Mm -hmm. So, We've got lots of examples in scripture and I will always, Ruth is one of my favorite books Mm -hmm. um, of people honoring their in-laws. Moses, like even I think about Moses honoring his father-in-law. So in the book of Ruth, it's only four book, four chapters. So do yourself a favor and go read it. Mm -hmm. But Ruth and and her mother-in-law, Naomi. So um, Ruth's husband is killed all of Naomi's sons are killed and it's in uh, Ruth one um 
So this is starts in verse six. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law. So this is talking about Naomi to return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. Mm. So she set out from the place where she was, was with her two daughters-in-law and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Mm. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husband's? Turn back, my daughters. Mm. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Mm -hmm. If I should say I have hope, even if I should say I, I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it, it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Mm. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Op Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her mm -hmm. and she said, see your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods return after your sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you for where you go. I will go mm -hmm. and where you lodge. I will lodge mm -hmm. your people shall be my people and your God, my God, where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. Mm -hmm. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. I love the story so much. I have the goose pimples again. Ruth is Ruth wants God so much mm -hmm. that she is. I don't actually I mean, I'm speaking for her like I knew what her heart was in that moment, but like this commandment of honoring your mother and father. Mm -hmm. She so honors her mother-in-law mm. that she, instead of returning home after the death of her husband, mm -hmm. she continues on with mm -hmm. her mother-in-law without her husband there mm -hmm. and follows her. And f for those of you guys that don't know the rest of the story, go read Ruth. Um, Cause God and, blesses, and, blesses and, this. And Naomi, Naomi's like, no, am I going to prevent you right. from, I can't give you, a husband, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Have another baby and yeah. then you're going to wait 20 years? Now, if you read further on, Naomi, a wise woman in God's law, mm -hmm. um, sets her up with a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> which oh, produces the Messiah. Right, right, right. The line of the Messiah. Right. <laughs> it's so fabulous. So yeah. I think even though in the in the actual commandment in Exodus, God doesn't isn't getting specific. Like, you need to like honor your mother and father and then also honor your in-laws. But, but if that commandment wasn't there, honor your father and mother, I don't think there would be any affinity to want to do that. Right. With, Naomi. with so your, with your in-laws. It's important to know that yes, it was directed towards uh, how the, to guide your immediate family, but you would never be able to extend it application wise. If that commandment wasn't there. Right. And what I mean by that is yes, through the understanding of its immediate family, you apply it to, I'll give you an example. You apply it to your extended family too. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm looking at your back wall right now with pictures of Toby. Oh yeah. Everywhere. I see pictures of Toby with his grandpa. Mm -hmm. I see pictures of Toby with your sister. Mm -hmm. I see pictures of Toby with his own dad mm -hmm. and with you. Mm -hmm. This is your family. 
this is something that God has created. And so that love of neighbor through understanding honor your mother and father, which you're teaching to Toby, Mm -hmm. submitting to your husband, Mm -hmm. which Toby is seeing. Right. Their grandparents have done that. And now it's all cohesive with wisdom. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. It and, is, so it, it ends up being a, not just because God tells us that it's wisdom. It ends up being a very practic- practically wise thing yeah. to honor yeah. my mother and my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, who, by the way, are very honorable. Yeah. And they are deserving so much of that honor. It gives life. Even if they weren't, though. Mm-hmm. I am not excused mm-hmm. from my obligation to be obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord says to honor your mother and father and like semicolon to love neighbor. Mm-hmm. And by extension of my husband's honor yeah. for his parents, I also am obligated yes. to honor them. Which if you think <clears throat> about it, uh, runs deeper. Yeah, <laughs> I right. mean, it's holistic. I mean, everything it's all, all encompassing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And wow. Um, and so, so I, uh, that's the utopia, right? Well, and let's talk a little bit more about what, so why, like, what does God mean in honoring your mother and father? So it is wise, mm-hmm. right? To take in the wisdom of your parents. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have believing parents, or if you do have believing parents, <clears throat> We are not supposed to replicate sin, mm-hmm. right? But on, but wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part, that's a piece of this that's right. really, really important. In the joining of a, um, a husband and a wife, the two may become one, mm-hmm. reflects the guidance and the authority of God who is ahead of all. Right. right? This is headship. Mm-hmm. And so when you raise a child, you raise him in the admiration of the Lord because, first of all, that's what you're doing and that's what you're reflecting in your teaching. Mm-hmm. So honor your mother and father, as not they, as if they are God, but as they're representing right, that. As they, and as yeah. they teach you wisdom. This is covenantal parenting. Right, it this really is. This is true reform. I know, I was going to say, like, we're getting kind of presby here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, I'm a covenantalist. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so what, like... Where is the but, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. how does one still remain obedient mm-hmm. to this commandment, mm-hmm. commandment number five, mm-hmm. if you're, if their parents are just, yeah. just absolutely not mm-hmm. deserving it of w- honor? It would be easy for me to go just run screaming into the night, you know what I mean? And <laughs> maybe well, that's what it might look like, but. And it, maybe that is what you've done <laughs> yeah. at some point. But let's, let's go to the word. Remember, we have the words of Jesus, you know. Don't don't think that I've come to bring peace. This is Matthew 10, right. right? Don't think that I've come to bring peace. I've come not to bring peace, but a sword. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pin up uh, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law yes. and father and yes. son. Yes. Like, they're going to be antithetical to each other. Now, this is not Jesus saying, I want to break up the family. That's no, why no. I came. Right. A lot of people go to that verse and say, it's okay now. Right, That's like now he's that, it's, about. A, it's like an excuse to just cut yeah. all ties. Because before and after that, he, you know, uh, his own mom was calling him, and he goes, "Only people that do the will of my uh, my my father are my brothers and sisters." Right. They were trying to get him to stop mm-hmm. preaching, and he goes, no, "I'm following God." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have an obligation um, to follow God no. first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have an obligation. Not going to do that. He wasn't saying that his mom wasn't being godly. However. If they're trying to stop you from following God, you obviously have the discerning situation, right. you know, like, so what God isn't telling you to do is remain in an unsafe situation yeah. mm-hmm. to be unwise. The world is going to tell you 
actually our culture is just totally consumed by this notion of like what as soon as you hurt my feelings like I can be done with you completely I can wash my hands of you uh we don't have to be in relationship at all anymore there's no reconciliation there's no forgiveness there's no grace as a Christian that's not the Christian you are not allowed Mm -hmm. hear me let me be very clear about Mm -hmm. this you are absolutely not allowed to be oriented that way Mm -hmm. that does not mean that Mm -hmm. you cannot set up good healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. you should do that especially Mm -hmm. if we're talking about uh, parents or in-laws that are quote-unquote dangerous and communication is going to be very much needed right that it's not safe for them to be around your children or Mm -hmm. for you it maybe you do not have an active relationship with your parents. Mm -hmm. How do you still act honorably towards Mm -hmm. them? Mm -hmm. Well, you do not gossip about them. I'm not, I'm not even bringing slander into it because maybe what you're saying is absolutely true Mm -hmm. about their behavior and about them being Mm -hmm. unsafe, unsafe individuals, dangerous people, abusive people. But you must always as a Christian must always as a Christian Mm -hmm. have an orientation of If my parent, my abusive, awful, horrible, dishonorable parent was to be raised to life, Hmm. was to be given a heart of flesh in place of a heart of stone, was called to repentance and did truly repent Mm -hmm. and seek reconciliation, Mm -hmm. I must be oriented not only to accept and receive that, Mm -hmm. but to be exuberantly joyful and running towards that reconciliation. Having all that wisdom and understanding that will give you the avenue and path to walk down when you make a decision and discern whether or not you have to take a step back or go forward. Right. And the Christian disposition will always have a heart that is willing to receive if the other party goes, I I repent, Uh you know what I mean? Um, And Maybe the relationship until that point is through prayer. What I mean by that is you praying for them. We don't have any like real active relationship except for the fact that I'm praying for your soul constantly. I've seen theological differences in a family come in the way Mm -hmm. as well. Oh, yes. And I've seen that uh, be reconciled. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard disposition, you know. Um, You know, uh, I'm a Calvinist. (laughs) Some fundamentalists, uh, specifically fundamentalist Baptists might see that as the dreaded C word. And I've had, I think a lot of people see it as a dreaded C. I've had people condemn me and, um, and, uh, they weren't immediate family, but they may have been extended family. Actually they were, um, don't want to talk to me. Um, and, um, because of that, you know, you should stop being in a cult, Nick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they'll say that now I, um, could get all caged AG on them, Mm -hmm. but I explained what I believe. I love you. And you're going to do, you're going to have to make your choice now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And my heart will always be open and pray. Right. So th- this is, you are not in control of other people's behavior. You're not, you cannot control how somebody is going to react to mm-hmm. you, what they're going to do. You can't. And you have every right, especially as a father, a husband and father to, pr- to decide these people are not safe. I'm, mm-hmm. it is my charge and duty to protect them, to protect my family from potentially right abusive parents or Mm. in-laws that is it is a heavy responsibility and one you must take seriously but as a christian you are also obligated because of what christ has done for you Mm -hmm. to always 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 be ready and willing for reconciliation for repentance for forgiveness for reconciliation right Mm. like and 
if you aren't, you need to check your heart around it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I say that very flippantly, like it's no big deal. I recognize that the hurt that can occur is sometimes so profound that even the thought of that mm. sends shivers down your spine. Yeah. I mean, it's not always going to work out the way you no. wanted it. Like you said, like <laughs> I've had scenarios play in my mind. I'm going to say this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to see with this tone and this gentle attitude with this kind of wisdom, hopefully that the utopia comes at the end where we're all rejoicing. Right. And it's hardly ever done and it Right. So it just doesn't go the way that you play it out or yeah. you want it to. So, the, and that I think is where we would mm-hmm. exhort you that your hope and your expectation does not lie in the way that it might go mm-hmm. when you are navigating something like this with dishonorable parents. And your hope and expectation must always lie in Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he who is infallible, unchanging, sovereign over the alpha and the omega, right? There is no rogue Mm -hmm. molecule, no maverick maverick molecule in the universe Mm -hmm. because it is God's universe, Mm -hmm. right? He created it yeah, and he sustains it. And when we place our hope in him, our hope doesn't have to waver. Right. That doesn't mean you don't get to be disappointed when Mm -hmm. things don't go the way you want them to. Sure. When you do end up needing to set a boundary mm-hmm. that's really firm. And sometimes that might look like not being in relationship hey, with just look someone. At, look at what church discipline will do right. if somebody's caught in sin, right? It's not like we hate that person. No, it's in love. <laughs> it's in love that we have to enact this that may it, it may call you to repentance. Mm-hmm. So having that open and forgiving heart, but also standing firm on the truth, not wavering in your faith it's supposed to be some kind of sign mm-hmm. <laughs> that may pull them to that side. Now, mm-hmm. it may not happen, mm-hmm. but you've acted righteously and you have your heart now open with grace and forgiveness. That way it doesn't corrupt your own flesh. Right. Honors God and then may show them light. Right. That's what we hope will happen. Right. Right. Yes. Ultimately, your hope is in God. Yeah, man. So yeah. even if what happens situationally here is a complete disappointment. Mm -hmm. You don't ultimately risk. You really are not risking anything Mm -hmm. because you belong to the Lord. You're a son or daughter of the Lord. I I think it's extremely easy to be tempted by the ethos of our culture, our current culture that says Mm. set strict boundaries. If somebody says something you don't like, somebody hurts your feelings, you can just toss them like that's it. You don't have like don't have toxic quote unquote Mm. people in your life. You know, it's totally antithetical, you know, you know, uh, to to the word uh, or to the world. Um, You know, the Bible exhorts, obviously, you know, Mothers and fathers, don't be harsh towards your children. Right. Honor your father, mother, right. children. Discipline in love. In, right. the, in the Proverbs, it talks about making your dad and mom proud mm-hmm. because you've walked in the ways that they've taught you. Mm-hmm. And in this culture, it's it's your life. You get to determine right. it. If somebody if somebody says something you don't like or that you disagree with, you get to just cut it out, cut <laughs> them out. And Christian. You it, absolutely cannot do don't that. Don't do that. It creates no. more animosity. And this is why we see well, generational it, like, you narcissism. You are supposed to be a living reflection, yeah. an example of yeah. Christ being continuously yeah. reformed, not reformed, excuse me, conformed to right. his image. By the time you die, you are supposed to look much more like Jesus than yeah. when you started. And to put it simply, 
when dis, uh, when dissociation needs to happen mm-hmm. because there are points you use God's law to determine that you're always kept safe. Jesus <laughs> leaves the 99 to come chase yeah, you down. Yeah. You have no right. Yeah. You have no right to just throw people away mm-hmm. because you've had a disagreement. Mm. You also have every right to mm. protect your family, to protect yourself. If you've got harmful, abusive parents and also still you must remain oriented and open Mm -hmm. that if God were to work the miracle in their life that they have Mm -hmm. worked in yours, that you would be willing to forgive quickly Mm -hmm. re-enter, you know, a reconciled relationship Mm -hmm. quickly as quickly as possible. Right. Godliness always does that. And have that relationship redeemed. Yeah. Godliness always does that. I think that sometimes the, uh, the wife that honors God, but that has the husband that doesn't Mm. and uh, Peter's exhortation. Mm. um, It's like, Hey, you you know, you don't know whether or not you could save your husband, you know, Um, don't have your golden earrings, you know, as your cosmos, as your adorning, as your world, as your idolatry. Yeah. But let godliness show. Right. Right. Don't let that be what tempts him. Right. If you can't win him with the word, win him without the word. Mm-hmm. He's saying that godliness is attractive. Mm-hmm. It can pull. Well, I, I would extend that, that, that understanding. Let's just take the general equity of that is that godliness will always bring light mm-hmm. and they can refuse the light. Yes. Um, but they're going to understand that they've refused light. There will be I mean? a day, even if it isn't right now. And of course, irresistible grace, yeah. once given, cannot be refused. And so it may be through that light. You could be that light in your family. So, so um, we are probably going to revisit this topic. Um, well, or parenting as mm. an overarching topic um, in future episodes. Mm. We know we had somebody request... Um, review of like the different parenting styles Mm -hmm. and that's just it was way too much to try and fit into this episode and I think it warrants its own topic Mm -hmm. like its own episode and discussion so we'll get to that we will address that in the future Mm -hmm. um yeah but uh, we hope we hope this is helpful we hope it's convicting Mm um God calls you to be wise he calls you to be obedient you don't get to pick and choose mm-hmm. where you're obedient and wise. And we're, we're not suggesting that it, it, all, it is always extremely clear immediately what that wisdom is. Mm-hmm. Um, but take heart, mm-hmm. right? So all in all, parents, don't be harsh with your children. <laughs> children, honor your mother, father. Honor your parents. And as always, take heart. He has overcome the world. We love you guys. Love you.